Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Last we talked, um, the mood was average. But uh, now the mood in Tallahassee has got to be a whole lot better. Three-game winning streak, getting an opportunity to see some positives. This is a team I said all along, all along, other, well, even in the Jacksonville State game. Uh, they had they had character. They had heart. They stayed in there to all those games. No way in an opening game they should have been in there with uh, Notre Dame, but uh, they they've they found a way to kind of uh, turn turn that gray sky a little bit brighter. And uh, nobody covers the Seminoles more throughout the entire entire season, entire year. As Chris Nee from those two four seventies kind enough to join us. Chris, uh, thanks so far, much for joining us. But wow, what a what a difference a couple of weeks can make in uh, in just one city. Yeah, I mean October's been a good month for the Seminoles. They've they figured some things out, and they've shown some resilience. So it's been enjoyable. Yeah, and uh, obviously getting an opportunity to see some of the younger players perform, as well as the transfers and uh, the quarterbacking play. The quarterback play has been a whole lot better uh, throughout the entire season. You talked last time. Uh, you you you've been impressed uh, by a lot of things. Uh, talk about the things that that you've probably been impressed by the most that you didn't figure. Uh, would happen, especially the way they started. Well, you know, it's funny. When they were 0-4, we tracked 11 offensive categories nationally, national rankings, and FSU was 100 or worse in eight of those 11 categories. Now they're no longer in that category at all. They're actually one of the better teams in the country at running the ball. They're fifth in yards per rush. I think in October they've led the country in rushing yards per attempt. Um, And that kind of speaks to what's been figured out here in the last month. Now they've got plenty of warts still. They have talent that they need to bring in they have some deficiencies but they have figured out who and what they are for at least the time being and that's a team that can line up they can run the ball they can run the ball with a lot of people they got four running backs they can lean on a quarterback who's an effective rusher who's been also an efficient passer and defensively they stopped allowing big plays at the high rate level that they were in those first four games that was kind of a consistent issue where bad plays would compound upon bad plays and games would just get out of hand for FSU, and they're not allowing that to happen anymore. I, I think Syracuse, and Mike Norvell has stated this very point, I think Syracuse was a big moment for them. They didn't play particularly well in that game, but they found a way to win that game. And it showed that if they just do things right, do enough things right, they can win. And then they you know, they go to UNC the next week on the road, a place they've been miserable on the road playing anybody over the last five years and they put together a great effort and win and they come home and handle UMass as they should and now they've got a heck of a lot of momentum as they head to Memorial Stadium to face Clemson yeah and 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 now you look at the ACC Miami beating North Carolina State um, the other day kind of like puts things into perspective that it's up for grabs for basically a lot of teams. I mean, this is no 
clear-cut deal. Obviously, Wake Forest uh, holding down and doing extremely well. I mean, they, they're probably FSU's uh, most convincing loss. Uh, but as you look, and they have a lot of older kids, a lot of fifth-year seniors, um, a lot of a lot of athletes who, uh, you know, it's it's a school where those kids are not coming in and making a lot of mistakes. But then you look at NC State, and I had a chance to watch them, you know, up close and personal last Saturday evening, and you know they're an outstanding football team, and they do a lot of things good. Um, uh, there's a lot of teams that are right there. I mean, that's why when, you know, I talked to our buddy Fish and a lot of other people, I said, don't don't be scared away. Florida State's not that far away from being, you know, gravitating towards the top of the of the of the conference. And, uh, you know, and you look in the uh, on the Atlantic side and uh, the coastal side, rather, and, and here's Pitt. And it's been yeah. there for the last couple of years, but they've never asserted themselves in those games that they need to win. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest change with Pitt is that they've learned how to win consistently. And Kenny Pickett's really developed into the guy that they thought he could be, which, you know, everybody thinks their quarterback is always going to develop with the more time he's on campus. But that doesn't always play out and prove true. But Kenny Pickett has done that. But, I mean, speaking on the idea of just, the ACC and college football as a whole kind of being a little bit wide open for a lot of teams. I remember preseason thinking, man, FSU's got to win four or five in the front six games to potentially get to six and six. And obviously they didn't do that with starting own four. But this back end is so different than what I expected going into the year. NC State, a little bit of up and down club that's been pretty good this year. But as they showed against Miami, beatable. Miami at times struggles to tackle, doesn't do everything super efficiently. That's in Tallahassee. Things can get weird. It's a rivalry game. FSU right. Clemson's a game that, you know, it, well, it's a 10-point spread in Clemson's favor. You know, preseason it would have been probably four touchdowns, and after four weeks of the season it probably still would have been four touchdowns, even though Clemson wasn't scoring well at that point. But at this point, the 10-point game, and truthfully, FSU feels like the team with the momentum going into the Clemson game. So my point is just that it's kind of crazy to think none of it has played out like we expected. Nobody on earth expected FSU to lose to Jacksonville State when their own four are kind of dead and buried by a lot of people. And, you know, people are thinking the same, same thing they'd seen the last couple of years in Tallahassee. And at this point, it's not. It's a, it's a group that's kind of learning on the fly but getting better. Now, they're going to lose games. I still expect them to lose at least a couple here in the back end. But it, the program feels like it's going in the right direction with some positive momentum for the first time since probably – Man, 2016-ish is probably the last nice. time I feel like I can say I could say that about this program. Yeah, yeah. Chris Nee joining us at uh, Knowles 247 uh, has some awesome stuff. And you had mentioned uh, now is the time, and I say this to everybody, where those recruits are watching. And, you know, if you're an FSU commitment or if you're an FSU lean or have been thinking about FSU, just watching the way that they've played, the way they've rebounded from some of those tough losses, that, that puts something else into your ear a little bit, I, uh, I would imagine, because a lot of the kids now, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's not unusual to see Coach Norvell in South Florida for three straight nights like he was, yeah. uh, seeing some of the tough players. And see, that's... 
a huge advantage. I don't care what anybody says. This man will spend close to two hours at one venue watching players and being visible and taking pictures because he's not only a really good coach, but he's a good PR guy. And that helps. Yeah. And, 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 and talk about that because I, I, that's one thing that I think was really missing uh, from FSU, a genuine coach to come down and, you know, chop it up with some people. Yeah, Mike Nor- Norvell doesn't know anything but how to work. And he's organized at doing it. And he expects the same of the men that he employs on his staff. And, I mean, FSU is a team that started 0-4. They're 3-4 here beyond the midway point of the season. They still have the number 13 class in the country, number three class in the ACC. And, yes, they have lost a player, and they're probably going to lose at least one more player. But that's pretty impressive for what FSU's been in recent years and even what they were earlier this year. And I think that's entirely a credit to – one, Mike Norvell and his staff sold a vision preseason, but they sold it realistically that there's going to be up and downs as they try to turn this thing around. But two, they, they are very direct with guys. If you come in, you work, you're going to have an opportunity, and we need players. And they're very direct about that. They're, they don't sugarcoat things. They don't sell lies. They sell very much who and what they are. They're very direct. It's why when a kid is kind of you know lollygagging and considering entering the transfer portal here, it happens. FSU is not a place where they're not going to do things without a direct manner. And I think there's something about that that is very sellable when you're a program that's trying to bounce back. And obviously, the logo carries some weight because of the history of the program. It's still an appealing place to play. And FSU is a place that, unlike most schools in the country, is capable of being at that top tier. Now, they're a heck of a ways off right now from being that. But they were that less than a decade ago, and they've been that multiple times over the last 25 years. So I yeah. think there's something there where if you have the right guy in charge and he knows how to message that, handle that, and it comes off as legitimate, which I think it does with Mike Norville, I think there's a lot of positive returns on that. Right. And he doesn't have to sugarcoat anything or BS or he could just tell everybody the truth. And that's the one thing that's the great part of this whole thing, because everybody sees it now. FSU is a transparent program. We know what they have, what they don't have. So if you're a linebacker, you say to myself, wow, I could get into that, you know, two, three deep by, you know, middle next year. And in the next year as a sophomore, maybe be in the uh, in the mix to play. And and that's what kids want. That's what kids look, want. And go ahead, talk about it because I think I was that's important. Say, look, look at Kevin Knowles from down your way, from MacArthur down there in Hollywood. Kevin's a kid that he's their primary nickel at this point. He's right. six, seven games into his college career, and he's become a crucial piece. Now he got here early. He worked really hard. He made a strong impression in the spring, and he built on that in the preseason and summer. He's capitalized, but yeah, FSU, there, there's jobs that can be taken here. And there's going to be jobs next year. You know, defensive end, for example, they want a guy like Marvin Jones Jr., Nigel Kelly, because Jermaine Johnson and Kira Thomas are going to be moving on to the professional level, and they're going to have to replace those guys. It's it's not a sales pitch right now here where it's, you know, just saying the same thing over and over. It's a matter of they really do have it available. And if you come in and you put yourself in a position to play, they're going to play you. This isn't a place where it's going to just be because the guy has Redshirt Junior or Redshirt Senior beside his name. If you right. earn the PT, you're going to get it. Malik McLean at wide receiver, he's ascended to being a starter. He's a freshman out of IMG Academy. You know, he's earned it because he went out, he made plays, he's been consistent in practice, and they're going to do that. And I, I think that's a message that's gotten across to the players that are currently on the roster, and it's causing those guys to 
become better players, be more aggressive at developing, making the effort to be better week in, week out. But I think that's also an extremely strong message that you can sell on the recruiting trail. Good stuff. Chris Nee, you can find him at, at Knowles247.com on Twitter as well. He uses his account. He, the guys are writing a lot of good stories, recruiting stories, game stories. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for making time for us. Take it easy, Blue. Good stuff. Chris Nee. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.